Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Scani Six Pack Podcast. It is Friday, January 20th, 2023, and I am your host, Kedrick Stumbris. Uh, we're going to be going through the top six stories in Wisconsin sports today and do it all in less time than it's going to take you to complete your morning commute. Let's get started. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about Wisconsin football in this episode, and it starts with Luke Fickle completing his staff for the upcoming 2023 season. Uh, Fickles hired the Wisconsin football team's next running backs coach, and that means that his staff is complete. FBS football programs can have up to 10 on-field assistants, and he's now reached that mark. The newest member of the Badger staff is going to be tasked with helping to recruit and develop the next generation of great Wisconsin running backs. Wisconsin's running back school. Think Elvin Gord. Think Jonathan Taylor. Think now Braylon Allen, probably going to the NFL next year. And this person is going to be Devin Spaulding, according to John Bryce of Football Scoop. Uh, Spalding's going to reunite with Luke Fickle. Spalding served as a graduate assistant for Fickle in Cincinnati in 2019, but since then he spent three years coaching uh, running backs at Youngstown State. It's an FCS school of the Missouri Valley Football Conference. And running backs have flourished under Spalding. Uh, YSU averaged over 200 yards rushing in each of the last two seasons, and in this past season, Youngstown State's running back Jaleel McLaughlin uh, was named the conference's offensive player of the year and he was a finalist for the Walter Payton award for those who aren't aware that is the offensive player of the year in FCS kind of their version of the Heisman Trophy uh and now McLaughlin also holds the NCAA all division career rushing record in his very short time as a full-time assistant uh Spalding has absolutely crushed it and his position has been flourishing at Youngstown State which by the way Youngstown State's mascot is the Penguins kind of love that uh, for a college team and they will hopefully translate that success that Spalding has had at Youngstown State onto the field uh, at Wisconsin. Now with a new coach coming in there is a player exiting via the transfer portal. After bringing in a ton of wide receivers through the transfer portal, Wisconsin is now losing one through it. Fickle and offensive coordinator Phil Longo have since built a wide receiver room filled with talent and depth, and even now, with a player exiting that room, Wisconsin's still going to have 12 projected scholarship players on the roster at the receiver position. Since Fickle was hired, Wisconsin has added one high school recruit and four transfer recruit wide receivers, and exiting the program is Dean Ingram. Uh, Ingram, who is the son of outgoing offensive coordinator Bobby Ingram, has two years of eligibility remaining, and in his one season at receiver at Wisconsin, he notched 13 catches, 152 yards in his 13 games. He also returned 24 punts this season with an average of five and a half yards. The one thing that's a little bit curious about this is that yesterday, a lot of the buzz on Twitter and with other writers was that Ingram was maybe going to be switching back to quarterback at Wisconsin. He played his other two seasons at corner here before his father was hired by Paul Christ to be the offensive coordinator. And yesterday, or two days ago now, rather, uh, Dean Ingram posted a highlight clip montage of him making quarterback plays uh, during his time at Wisconsin. And so the buzz was, oh, maybe he's making a switch back since there are 12 other scholarship receivers in the room. But no, he's going to be exiting the program. Uh, but according to Pro Football Focus, Ingram allowed the lowest passer rating in coverage of any quarter during the 2021 season. And 
whatever position Deanne Graham is going to play, whether that's going to be wide receiver, whether that's going to be cornerback, heck, maybe, I mean, I simply going off the cuff here, maybe he'll end up at Colorado. Maybe he'll end up trying to play both uh, under Dion. Um, who knows at this point, everybody's going to Colorado to play for Dion. Anyway, um, best of luck to Dean Ingram. Um, but coming out to the program means we're also getting someone who's staying in the program uh, at the outside linebacker position. And outside linebacker is one of the few positions that Fickle may have needed more depth in, in his first uh, season as head coach of Wisconsin football. Until this week, the Badgers may have had only two scholarship outside linebackers who are going to be juniors or older on this season's upcoming roster. But now, the Badgers have more depth at the position as C.J. Getz announced his return for his sixth season. Uh, 6'3", native of Muskego, he's played in 46 games at Wisconsin, including 13 last season. The last season, his 61 total tackles were the third most on the team, and at 61 total were nine tackles for loss and two sacks. And that 2022 season was Get's breakout season. Before 2022, he had recorded 28 tackles in 33 games. That was in the other seasons that he played. And this year, he had 61 total tackles. Uh, and Wisconsin needs Getz to maintain this high level of play as the defense is going to attempt to replace the production of outside linebacker Nick Herbig, who declared for the NFL draft early after his junior season this year. And Herbig led the country in sacks per game at an even one sack per game, and he led the Big Ten in tackles for loss per game. Uh, according to CFB Film Room, Herbig also led the Big Ten in pressure rate. It's going to be a huge loss for the Badgers' pass rush, and Badgers are going to need somebody like a six-year senior like CJ Getz to step up and maintain that high level of production that he had last year, jumping into that starting role and maybe make a better jump for them uh, as the rest of the room is going to be pretty young. Moving off of the football field onto the basketball court. We heard a little bit of rumbling about this shortly after Wisconsin's game against Penn State wrapped up the other day, but as of yesterday evening and since been made official, Wisconsin will not play against the Northwestern Wildcats Saturday as initially scheduled. Northwestern cannot play a game for the second time this week, Due to COVID-19 cases within the Wildcats program, Northwestern reportedly only has six players available, and the Big Ten requires teams to have seven players available on game day. Earlier this week, Northwestern had to postpone its game against the Iowa Hawkeyes. The Big Ten has since rescheduled that game, so perhaps Northwestern and Wisconsin, in concert with the Big Ten, are also going to be able to reschedule their game, according to releases from both teams, Wisconsin and Northwestern. Uh, that attempt is going to happen going to be curious to see where that might fit in the schedule moving forward. Wisconsin has two games a week scheduled through the rest of the regular season already, so unless the conference says they need to shoehorn in a this game against Northwestern into Wisconsin's schedule, or frankly shoehorn an extra game into Northwestern's schedule as well, um, or extend the regular season by two, three days so that this game can get played. I'm not really sure where this fits into the calendar, but I don't know what options are on the table now because this is just something we are not seeing happen in college basketball all the time right now. It's a unique circumstance. It's not like the 2020-2021 uh, season where teams were playing different numbers of games across the entire sport and taking win percentage was pretty normal. 
now this is going to be different. I'm not exactly sure how the conference is going to handle this. Uh, otherwise, Wisconsin is going to play again next Wednesday, the 25th, at Maryland, where it will resume its regular season play. Speaking of resuming their play, Wisconsin men's hockey, they're resuming this week after they took a week off from Big Ten play, after non-exhibition play, they're going to start playing tonight against Ohio State. Wisconsin is beginning the second half of Big Ten play, and they start with the same opponent that they started their first half of the season against, Ohio State. The next six weeks, the Badgers will take on each of their Big Ten conference mates, all six of them, six weeks, six series against all six Big Ten opponents. Their first matchup, of course, the Buckeyes at the Kohl Center, and you can watch that game tonight at 7 p.m. Central on Valley Sports Wisconsin. Like I mentioned, the Badgers opened their season against Ohio State back in October, and Ohio State won both of those games in Columbus by three scores of 3-1 and 4-3. Wisconsin, led by head coach Tony Granado, of course, for don't know quite how much longer, built a 3-0 lead in the second game they previously played against Ohio State, but they blew a 3-0 lead to end up losing that game 4-3. Also unavailable for Wisconsin tonight is Carson Vanel, who is a key contributor for this team. He's a second or third line winger, depending on the night. Uh, Granado typically shifts that around a little bit, uh, but he's solidly a middle six winger for the team. Uh, he was ejected for fighting the Badgers exhibition game last weekend against the U.S. under-18 national team. Players who are rejected for fighting are also disqualified for the next game. And Vanel's suspension came up when he was, frankly, heating up on the stat sheet. He's from on Alaska, Wisconsin guy, and he has six goals on the season. Only six goals on the season, but four of those goals came in his last four games, including three in the previous two games that he has played. So any scoring production lost is honestly a big blow for Granado's team, which was nearly doubled up in the first half of Big Ten play. In the first half of conference play, Wisconsin's opponents outscored the Badgers, by a margin of 49 to 25, just one goal shy of being doubled up in its entire entirety. So this loss of Kirsten Vanel, even for a game, is pretty significant one uh, for Wisconsin as it was seemingly just getting a new reliable scorer. And Ohio State, on the other hand, boasts one of the best penalty kills in the nation. Its uh, 89.5 kill percentage is second best in Division One, but beyond the kill percentage itself, the Buckeyes are aggressive on the PK. They are one of those power kills that uh, hockey guys tend to refer to. It scored nine shorthanded goals on the season, and that leads the country and is actually three more than the second highest mark of six. In Wisconsin's first two games against Ohio State, Badgers had six power play opportunities and converted one of them. Obviously, that doesn't sound great, but on average, extrapolated against Ohio State's entire season of the penalty kill mark, that's actually a little bit better than uh, the team's average on the power play against Ohio State. So Wisconsin will need to cash in some power play opportunities if they want to win. And doing that against this Ohio State team, it's probably going to be difficult, uh, especially considering Ohio State is ranked seventh in the U.S. CHO poll. Uh, they are ranked eighth in the USA Today poll. And it currently ranks third in the Big Ten Conference standings, trying to chase a uh, very top, chasing a NCAA tournament berth. Of course, Wisconsin is unranked and last in the Big Ten standings. 
Moving on from pretty dreary uh, Wisconsin program news, let's talk about a team in Wisconsin, in the University of Wisconsin system, which is absolutely outperforming expectations. And that is University of Wisconsin Milwaukee Panthers men's basketball team. And for those of you who have come to me through the newsletter and have been reading that for a long time, you haven't even seen me write about UW-Milwaukee. And I've written about a lot of different Wisconsin sports teams in there, not even just Wisconsin sports teams in there. But I've had the pleasure of attending three different UW-Milwaukee Panthers basketball games this season, and I keep returning because this team is fun to watch, and they continue to defy expectations. I actually returned to Panther Arena last night as Milwaukee defeated uh, Robert Morris in Horizon League play. Milwaukee is in its first season under head coach Bart Lundy, and Lundy has previous experience coaching in the Milwaukee area after serving as the director of basketball operations at Marquette from 2009 to 2012, and now he's at UW-Milwaukee, which was picked to finish ninth in the Horizon League preseason poll. Like I said, they are defying expectations now. And it starts just when you look at what happened last night, where Milwaukee defeated Robert Morris 77-69, to and leading the charge in that game was sophomore guard B.J. Friedman. Sophomore guard B.J. Friedman, who leads the team in points and rebounds per game. Against the Robert Morris Colonials last night, B.J. Freeman recorded 26 points and 7 rebounds. In Milwaukee's last 6 games, Freeman is averaging 22.7 points per game. If you extrapolate that number out over the course of the entire season, that puts B.J. Freeman scoring in the top 5 nationwide. And yes, I understand it's Horizon League play, and yes, also included in that top 5 for scoring nationwide. Uh, in points per game, is Zach Eady, who is doing it at Purdue, who is doing it in the Big Ten, and perhaps that's more impressive. But Milwaukee hasn't had a guy who can just score like this in quite a while. Patrick Baldwin Jr. was supposed to be the guy who scored like that for Milwaukee last year, and obviously injuries kept him off the floor, and he did get drafted in the first round of the NBA draft, uh, but that didn't stop Patrick Baldwin Sr. Uh, from losing his job from that team for not performing. But now B.J. Freeman is really starting to shine, and he's not the only thing that is exciting about watching this team. This team is entertaining to watch overall, and I'm going to cite some numbers here. They all come uh, from Ken Palm. Uh, the Panthers play with the 31st quickest adjusted tempo in the country, and at 15.8 seconds, they play the 30th shortest offensive possessions out of every team in Division One. That's all 363 teams. And that doesn't stop Bart Lundy's team from playing hard on defense. They go hard, they get to the basket quick on offense, and then turn around and they play hard on defense too. They run up and down the court with this incredible press defense they are playing here in the Horizon League. And it's not a full court press all the time. They are sometimes playing a half court press. They are sometimes playing a full court press. They are sometimes playing a three quarters press. And the way Lundy is able to confuse opposing offenses throughout the game and then force them deep into the shot clock is incredibly impressive. Like I said, Milwaukee plays with the 31st quickest adjusted tempo in the country, but even still, Milwaukee forces opponents deep into the shot clock as it ranks in the top 25% for forcing the longest defensive possessions. Beyond that, if any of you remember Bowl Bowl 
who was a phenom at the University of Oregon. His cousin, Moses Bull, plays for the Panthers as well. He transferred here after playing at uh, the University of Central Florida at UCF. Like I mentioned at the top here, uh, Milwaukee is blowing past expectations. Bart Lundy is blowing past expectations for his first season as the Panthers head coach. They have amassed a 13-6 and record, and Milwaukee currently sits atop the Horizon League standings with wins over Purdue-Fort Wayne and a win over Northern Kentucky, which tied atop the preseason poll for the Horizon League. Milwaukee is currently tied at the top of the standings with the Ovestown State Penguins. Oddly enough, they come back up in this story here uh, with their basketball team and uh, with Northern Kentucky as well. Milwaukee actually plays against Youngstown State on Saturday, and they will be playing for a share of first place or to have first place outright, depending on what happens with Northern Kentucky the rest of the week. Uh, this will actually be UW-Milwaukee's second game in nine days with first place on the line against another team that is tied for first place. Uh, last week, Thursday, Milwaukee played against Northern Kentucky and beat Northern Kentucky when those two teams were tied atop the Horizon Lee standings. Obviously, that pushed Northern Kentucky into second, but Milwaukee took a loss against Wright State last week, Saturday, uh, which evened them back up in the Horizon League standings. This team is a lot of fun. It's something to keep an eye on. Milwaukee has not been to the NCAA tournament in quite a long time. I'm not saying this is where they're going to go. Uh, the Horizon League seems to be a pretty jumbled mess at the very top, and if Milwaukee were to win the Horizon League tournament and get into the NCAA tournament, they're not going to be able to get in as an at-large team. The Horizon League is absolutely a one-bit league. Um, I don't think Milwaukee would win a tournament game, but BJ Freeman could be a ton of fun to watch as someone who could drop 20 points in an NCAA tournament game if he really got hot, if they really got going. And if that press started confusing the right team, you get a young, inexperienced team uh, to end up playing that Milwaukee team, that press could confuse them and maybe they would be right for an upset in the, in the NCAA tournament. I don't know. I'm not even guessing that's what's going to happen. They have to get there first, and that's a very long ways away. But this UW Milwaukee team is really fun to watch, and I thought they deserved a spot, you know, topping off the six-pack here at the very end here. Uh, so thank you all for listening once again to the Scotty Six-Pack Podcast. We are here six days a week giving you the six top stories in Wisconsin sports. I'm your host, Kendrick Stumbers. Go ahead and find us at Scotty Six-Pack on Twitter. You can also read our newsletter every day as it comes out scanny6pack.substack.com. Both of those links to the Twitter and to the newsletter are going to be linked in the show notes. Uh, thanks a lot, y'all, and on Wisconsin.